Mission Discovery, Day 2. Are you tricked by hype or maybe struggling with transcending mediocrity? When you are looking at leaving no uncaptured, unrealized potential on the table, you, you walk a path that has two ditches. Ditch one, we dove into yesterday. That you you start in a healthy way with what you don't know about who you are, with what is the kind of impact you want to seek in the world, what kind of work you want to do, and you may not know even really what's going on. And that's okay, but if we stay there, what happens for so many people is they they just peg out on their character or their becoming. All of you know people that have sadly reached some kind of cruising altitude in, in their identity, in their expansiveness, in who they are, in their character, and how they behave today is how they were behaving three years ago. There's not a radical progression of development in their lives. You also know people that reach a state where they're good enough at something, at what they do to make a living, but they're not really expanding beyond that. So they've they've locked in in a way that now they're limited. We also know people that shrink the reality that they experience into something that is forced, that doesn't address the complexity of life just so that they can survive. That's not how I want to live. That's not how you want to live. And I'm not afraid to acknowledge the discontentments, the disappointments, and the disillusionments. I just don't want to stay there. I want to progress beyond that. So as we dive into day two, what does it look like for us to progress beyond that? Well, I, I want to make sure that we're synced up just at a baseline level of what I do want. And I think it might be what you want. I'm not ashamed to admit that I can shrink it all down to three things. And some people would judge these things, but I want income and, and I want fun and I want impact. And it doesn't mean it's in those order. It doesn't even matter what order you put it in. But first, I want impact. I want to move beyond just ladder-based thinking in progressing through a mission or career, these linear uh, steps that people tell you that you have to take. And I want to have the most impact I possibly can. I want to be willing to make leaps, not just ladder steps, but leaps when they need to be made. See, this is the dysfunction of what happens in so much career counseling or career coaching. It's somebody telling you the next step that you need to take when the next step you need to take may not even be on the map because there's something happening in you. You're not just doing ladder thinking, you're doing leap thinking. I also want it to be fun. Life's short. I mean, life is so short. Why wouldn't I want to have fun as I progress in advance? For too many people, they kind of think about their career or their work like this. Well, whatever would make me suffer, whatever I sacrifice for, it's a martyrdom, martyrdom mentality. Well, that must be the thing that I'm supposed to do. And the problem with that is it sells short our ability to imagine what could be and even should be true about our lives. Throughout human history, there have always been people that have said, hey, I'll go along with what everybody wants me to do. I'll fall into the routines and the patterns that they're all saying that I need to fall into. And then there have been other people that have been like, hmm, why not? Why can't I do this? Why can't I try this? Why can't I explore this? And then I also want to make an income. I want to have the means and availability to me to be free to pursue what's in me, to resource the people around me. And what's weird about that is when you make this progression, you stop thinking about pay and you start thinking about building skills. So people that 
miss out on impact, it's because they think in terms of ladder steps versus leaps. People that miss out on the fun think more about degree and education versus a path. And people that miss out on income think more about pay than skills. So what I want to do today is help you make those shifts. How? Let's get some breathing room. There's something about the deepest stuff of who we are, how we know ourselves, and how we leverage that into what we do, that it, it's got to get some breathing room. It's got to have some air. It's got to get some oxygen. It can't be suffocated. So how are we going to get that oxygen? How are we going to explore that? Well, you can follow along in the notes, and you look at the top there, and if you're filling in the blanks, it's just this. The question I want to ask you is, are you checking boxes or walking an unfolding path? See, if you're the kind of person who's person one there in your notes where you're checking boxes, that starts to suffocate you. That takes the air out. Now, I'll tell you right now, I enjoy doing different kinds of breath work. They help me. It's something that I do in the morning. It's a part of my life. And last January, before gym shut down and they were still open, I would go to the local Y to do the sauna every day, pretty much, unless it was closed for a holiday or I was traveling for work or, or speaking somewhere. And I do this pretty intense breath work. And uh, one day, it's a little embarrassing to tell you this, but I did this breath work after I'd stepped out of the sauna. I'm sitting on this like bleacher area by the pool. And the next thing I know, I wake up, my face is in the concrete. I lift my head up, blood is running down my face. People are all around me because apparently this breath work that I was doing, and, and for some of you, you're hearing this and you're like, Chris is crazy. Yes. Uh, this breath work I was doing, I actually passed out. Uh, it was it was surreal. We'll just say that to, to see this gash on my face. I was leaving the Y after I got a shower to go meet with a company. We we're talking about doing a lot of work with multi-year journey. And I had to go with a giant Band-Aid on my forehead. It was absolutely huge. And uh, thankfully, the I'd coached the CEO founder, and, and he knew about my ways. Uh, and he appreciated the experimentation. So it didn't hurt anything there other than, you know, the pride a little bit to have that big Band-Aid on my forehead. But when we don't get that oxygen, we pass out. And that's what happens for people when, when who they are doesn't have oxygen. There's no breathing room. The pass out occurs. And the way that we look at this in, in career trajectories and mission trajectories, and this is with working with people, hundreds of people, directly me, and, and more than that through our resources and our online academy, different continents, different countries, they either trade off or just give up. They make these little trade-offs. They tell themselves, well, this is just the way it is, or they just give up somewhere. And that's why we started with day one about stirring up this discontentment, these disappointments, these disillusionments, because the vision starts with where you get bothered. But that bothering is exhausting, and you lose the oxygen and you give up. Or you could be person two, which is the kind of person I want to be, and I think it's the kind of person you want to be. It's why you're here. Where, and a little hat tip to Kierkegaard here on the phraseology, but work is not a problem to be solved. It's an unfolding mission to be experienced. So even as we engage in today's content journey and we get into the coaching conversation, I don't want you to be tricked into thinking that one little thing is going to click this in and the rest of your life this is set because then you would reach those ceilings, those false cruising altitudes. Instead, what's happening is work is an unfolding mission to be experienced. 
And what, what happens in that unfolding mission? Well, you could look at person two there in your notes, you know, whatever your boxes are, right? We all have them, goes to college, gets the debt, gets the job, gets the degree, makes parents happy, uh, does the thing they thought would make the most money, you know, whatever those things are, people set out to check those boxes and then the reality hits and things just start to fade over time. They get flat or you hit some hard bumps in the road and it's up and down, you try things. And every person I've worked with in a deep way or our company has worked with through our coaches and including my own story, it doesn't just happen overnight in an easy way. Instead, there are behind the scenes moments, these twists and turns where you find yourself getting a little hint of a purpose. And then you feel kind of shrunk by the way the market has labeled you or you've labeled yourself or way that you've been pigeonholed into a dead end space in the current uh, job responsibility you have at the company. And then you start to daydream and fantasize and wonder about what if, and that kind of can cause you to struggle. And then you're just running away from your potential. I mean, nothing is more sad to me reflecting back on my childhood than when I would go with my grandfather to the gas station that he that he owned in a small little podunk town in South Carolina. My grandmother would take us to see my grandfather to this gas station. Problem is they didn't sell gas. It was a convenience store in the front and we'd be excited because we got to get a Yoo-Hoo and a Snickers bar. As a little kid, man, you're just like that sugar rush, right? But we would go in to get our, our Yoo-Hoo and our Snickers bar as little kids. And I would usually venture into the back. And in the back where they would be working on cars, there were no cars being worked on. Giant pool table, grown men in there all day, every day. Now, I didn't know exactly what was going on as a kid at that time, but I knew something was happening there. And I know now it was a lot of men living lives of quiet desperation that at some point had felt that there could be more impact in what they do. There could be more fun in what they do. There could be more economic freedom in what they do, but they just traded off. They just gave up along the way. And these quiet lives of desperation created these uh, running habits where they ran away from what could be. But if you and I could be like person two here and we persist on this journey, we will find that mission starts to unfold in our lives. That's what I want for you. I think that's what you, what you want for yourself. It's why you're here. And as you look at the notes in the workbook there in front of you, you can look at the next page at the top. And what we want to do is learn to be person two. How? We need to replace self-deception with self-awareness. We're going to replace self-deception with self-awareness. How? We're going to use this tool I'm about to walk you through to pump a ton of oxygen in the room so we can create a space, an exploration space for the revelation of what you need to see about who you are, about where you are, and about what you might do in the world. When you start to lock in on what I'm going to walk through with you here, just for these moments, these little minutes that we have together, you start to get a, a different approach to life so that everything that starts happening to you, you see it as something that can happen in you and it happens for you. And then a powerful impact, mission, unfolding career and work starts to happen through you.